aka Miss Serrano. And I'm Emily, also known as Miss Campbell. And this is Bookshelf Challenge. Welcome to the Bookshelf Challenge. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Oh, you're talking to the people. I mean, I'm talking to you too. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> How are you today, Miss Serrano? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. This is episode two. Yeah, we're being really consistent so far. I'm so proud of us. Monday, and then Monday, it's on our Google Calendar. It is. We are ready to go. So what is the Bookshelf Challenge for those who don't know? So the Bookshelf Challenge is a weekly podcast where we invite um, kids and teens to tell us their favorite book mm-hmm. and um, challenge us to read a book that they love um, and then come on the podcast and talk about it with us. And today is a very special day because we have our first guest, um, one of our third graders, Liam, yes. is coming on to talk to us about his favorite book. Um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which is going to be really fun. I'm very excited about this. As you know, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is the last Harry Potter book I have completed. So I feel very prepared. Yes, I think that's awesome. It, <laughs> I will admit it's been a while since I've read it, but um, I think I, I think I remember it. Awesome. Excellent. So before we talk to Liam, let's talk about this past week at school. What have been some successes? What has been some not so successful things? Something that I have been really happy with this past week um, has been uh, in my room. I have some new seats mm. in my room. I have some new chairs. I'm trying this flexible seating thing. If you have Pinterest and you're a teacher, you have probably seen it before. <laughs> um, but I know there are other teachers at our school at St. Francis who are thinking about it and incorporating some different seats to better suit their kids. Um, and so in my room, I have some tall stools, some regular chairs, some bouncy bands for their feet, some big um, bins that the kids can sit in, and then some low rocking chairs that I um, stole from everybody's favorite librarian. <laughs> um, and the kids are really enjoying them for the most part. They're doing a really good job um, being safe with them treating them responsibly, taking care of them. Yeah. Um, and I've been really happy with how it's worked. I can already see um, some kids are having a much better day. Oh, that's um, great. Depending on where they're sitting. Oh, I also have a standing desk. That's been a good one for yes. a few of my kids. So I've been really um, happy with how that's going. I wasn't sure yeah. when I was setting everything up how exactly the kids would handle that because mm-hmm. I teach very young mm-hmm. children and they've been doing great. It's been really fun. That's awesome. And how do you kids pick where they're going to sit. Has there ever been some conflict because they all want the same seat? Is it like a rock, paper, scissors situation? Well, last year I did a little bit of flexible seating and there was a lot of conflict. That was one of the, one of the struggles. And mm-hmm. so the kids that really needed um, a unique seat um, to help them focus better, to give them a little more control of their bodies, um, didn't always get the seat that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, right now, because we're only in the second week of school, they have assigned seats at the moment so that they'll get to rotate and try out everything and so that I get to see them trying everything. So a big thing in flexible seating from what I've read is student choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now I have taken that away, but it's because I want them to try everything and I want to see where they do best and, you know, who, who should sit beside who and maybe who should not sit beside who because first graders, second graders Mm -hmm. um, have a little bit of trouble sometimes making those decisions for themselves. Oh, for sure. But I think I'm going to incorporate some of that student choice as they get into the routine. Oh, that's so so awesome. And I really love the big tubs. The big tubs are really funny. Yeah. They're just like learning pods. Everything is contained in one space. I kind of wish 
There was a giant one for they me to did, sit in. Um, uh, our admissions team was doing a tour the other day, and mm-hmm. they walked by and just kind of peeked in, which I always love when they when they peek into science because we're usually doing something crazy. <laughs> and um, I heard um, Kelly, our admissions, um, one of our admissions people, um, peek her head in and go, and this is lower school science where they sit in buckets. <laughs> I was like, yes, they do. They sure do. We are always doing something weird in here, but it's always great. So, Miss <laughs> Serrano, what was one of your successes? Oh, uh, let's see. One of my successes, it's a small thing, but something I'm very grateful for is we started to get middle school volunteers to help in the library, which is so great. And they have taken on a uh, nightmare organizational situation, which is the yearbooks. Oh. The library gets everyone's leftover old yearbooks. Okay. And it's great because we have a record of everyone who went to school here from forever. But it's a huge mess pile that is like a shameful section of the library. See, that's interesting. It sounds like a yearbook would be very easy to organize. Right, because it's in year order. But kids love pulling them out and then showing each other, like, oh, this is what I looked like when I was two, and then just kind of dropping it on the floor. And then I just... Anyway, it was a huge mess. And my middle school volunteers not only cleaned it up, but they put it all in order by year. Nice. It looks so beautiful. And so, you know, just accept help in all its forms. Thank you, middle school. Yeah. So this is um, your success in getting help from middle schoolers yeah. and their success in doing it for you. Everyone is successful in the library. Good job, volunteers. <laughs> what were some not so successes or a not so success? All right. Here's my not so success. And it may sound silly and it may sound petty, Do but it. I feel it passionate it about it. Yes. Okay. So at the beginning of the year, uh-huh. I always go and get my school supplies for my classroom. Mm-hmm. And I went and got everything I needed. You know, we've got new markers, mm-hmm. new... I realized last week I also talked about school supplies. I'm doing it again because I have... <laughs> get yourself to target. I have a point to make. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Um, so I bought new pencils. It's the pencils that I need to talk about because I bought... Um, colorful pencils because it's the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So some of them have stripes on them down the pencil. Um, Some of them, like the the shavings part of the pencil is a different color than the pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are just a solid, bright, fun color. Yeah. Here's the problem, Lindsay. (laughs) The problem is that as soon as a kid sees a fun pencil, do you know what their first thought is? I want that pencil. No. Their first thought is, Oh my goodness, it's a bendy pencil. Oh. They think it's a bendy pencil. Oh, and they just... <laughs> and guess what? They are not bendy pencils. And so it's been, and we even talked about it in class, but what keeps happening is the kid walks over, gets a pencil, and just snaps it in half. And so I have lost, I would say, about a pack of pencils um, because the colorful pencils are thought to be bendy pencils. So my complaint is to pencil companies. Yep. First of all, bendy pencils don't need to be a thing. So let's just cut that out altogether. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that is a good point. Who needs a bendy pencil? Yeah. And second of all, let's make like regular yellow pencils, like super affordable. So that's the thing we buy. And then Mm -hmm. there's none of this bendy pencil confusion because right now I'm spending all my budget on pencils for my classroom (laughs) because they keep getting dear number two pencil company (laughs) get it together send me some pencils because (laughs) I've lost a whole pack of pencils to excited kids who think they are bendy and, and they're not So, all right, what about you, Ms. Serrano? Um, Well, first I have to add a clarification. Last week I talked, this is a fail, 
But okay. last week I talked about the mixed-up files of Basilie Franklin-Weiler, the TV movie starring Candace Bergen, turned out is starring Lauren Bacall, oh which are goodness. two completely different people. We're going to get a letter. They are some regal <laughs> blondes, so, like, you know, I mix them up in my head. So that was a fail. Um, let's see. A not-so-successful thing. I think it's that I have scattered throughout the library some half-broken furniture mm. that I finally, after many like things falling down and being knocked over removed from the library so when you have some broken furniture much like a broken pencil get them out it's like a booby trap in the library which i quickly <laughs> fixed but this is this t this shelf that's supposed to hold books but if you leaned on it the whole top would oh, pop no. off and then the kids would be like i'm so sorry i broke your Shelf. Well, actually, it's been broken, and I need to just get rid of it. Maybe so. we should make a, a special section of the library yeah. where the broken furniture goes, yeah. and the kids who use the broken furniture get to use the broken pencils, and I'll donate all my broken pencils. <laughs> it's like a Salvador Dali, like, surrealist, broken danger, furniture, danger cell. trap. <laughs> we are we got rid of all of the I got rid of all my things. broken pencils. And every the library is beautiful, safe, wonderful now, but I thought... Serrano, get it together and do some purging, finally. So things are out that are broken. We got some new stuff in. Real excited. Well, your um, correction from last week made me think maybe we need to add a correction segment to our podcast. Of all the things we say wrong. <laughs> yes, because I also thought as soon as I got back to my classroom after recording last week, I thought, boy, I did a terrible job explaining what Scott Pilgrim books are about. Like, I left out the whole plot of the book. Um, and that's okay. I hope I was entertaining enough that someone will read them. But I definitely left out what the books were about. Ooh. And I talked about them for a long time to leave out what they were about. So, I mean, in one way, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Yeah. But in the other way, you know, they do have a story that yeah. they tell, and it's ridiculous and outrageous. So maybe we need to add some some corrections. I think that would be good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Correction section to come. All right, when we come back, we are going to get to talk to Liam about his favorite book ever currently, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to him. It's going to be great. <laughs> So, Ms. Serrano, today we have a very special guest with us, our first guest. Oh, I'm so excited. I've been waiting for guests for a week, and we have a super awesome, amazing guest. We do. Our guest today is named Liam, and Liam is in what grade, Liam? Third. Liam's in the third grade. Um, I have been Liam's science teacher for three years, and you have been Liam's library teacher. Yes, and it is very fun to be Liam's library teacher since when? I, th I think three years. Three years? Since first grade? First grade. Yeah. Yep. I think that sounds awesome. Well, Liam told me in science class last week, um, I told him we were doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh my goodness, I need to be on the podcast. Obviously. And if you know Liam, you know how excited he gets about cool new stuff. Yes. Um, and I said, well, what book are we going to talk about if you're on the podcast? And he said, well, obviously, Harry Potter ah. and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, now, Miss Serrano is not just any Harry Potter, and Liam didn't say just Harry Potter. Ah. Liam said Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now, Liam, here's my question. Why is that 
the best Harry Potter book. Because it, it uh, introduces the character Cedric. Yeah. And uh, the Triwizard Tournament, which is a really thrilling thing to read about. I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fantastic that, uh, that uh, it can keep you reading it all night long. I think you're exactly right. Um, when I was thinking about... Um, the best parts about this book, about the Goblet of Fire, it was that you got to meet wizards from other schools, not just Hogwarts. I think that is really exciting. I also really like Floor. I think she's a pretty great character. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cedric is your favorite. What what makes Cedric your favorite? Because he just he just cool and he does stuff and uh, he helps Harry. He does. Yeah, I do like how he helps out Harry, even though they are supposed to be competing against each other. I think he has really good character, that he still wanted to be a good friend, even if he was also trying to beat him at a game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, spoiler alert, Mm. readers or listeners, we might um, talk about some things that happened at the end of The Goblet of Fire if you haven't Mm -hmm. um, read it or seen the movie. Um, So you need to pause, read a 700-page book. Yeah, and and then then come come back. back. (laughs) Um, Liam, what do you think about the end of... The Goblet of Fire. Sad. It is really mm-hmm. sad. Really How did you feel the first time I you felt, read it? I felt like sad. I almost cried, I yeah. think. Um, what Liam, was... I did cry. I cried right in this library when you saw Harry Potter's parents come out of the wand. Oh, yeah. That's when I cried. So it's okay to cry, especially at the end of a super sad book. So you love Cedric. Were you surprised that there were other um, wizard schools? I think that was the first time, is it the first time we heard there were wizard, other wizard schools? Uh, yeah, but I think I I knew because, like, Hogwarts is, like, the the not the only wizard school because then that would just be weird. Then they would all, everybody would be British. All the wizards would be in England. That's true. And that would be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, yeah. And have you read all of the Harry Potter books? Not yet. I'm still uh, working on Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say the Goblet of Fire, um, I really liked it because it felt like it was a more grown-up Harry Potter book. Mm -hmm. Like the first few books are are fun and exciting, and then things kind of get serious in the fourth one. Mm -hmm. And you're you're reading the Half-Blood Prince now? Yeah, I'm on the Half-Blood Things get really serious in the Order of the Phoenix and the Half-Blood Prince. Oh, boy. And at the end, too. When you saw, Liam, that the book was so much longer than the first three, were you a little... Did you think, oh, I can read this, or were you a little intimidated? I didn't really know that it was that long. Oh, <laughs> So I just read. I like that. I think that's awesome. That's good. That's a really long book to have read in the third grade. Yeah, I'm very impressed. No, I read it in, like, second. You read it in second grade? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I started in, like, first. Well, I, well I, I started back in, like, kindergarten, and I read the first Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. but I got scared, so I never did it again. Well, it was, like, preschool, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I started reading the Harry Potter books again, and then, yeah. Awesome. That's a good point, that they're a little bit scary for mm-hmm. young kids. What do you think, Liam, makes them a little bit scary if you're because, younger? Because uh, I don't really know. Because I'm an older kid now. You are, that's true. Yeah. I think, um, I always thought Voldemort was a little scary. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. at the beginning. They won't even yeah. say his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, 
who who must not be named. I'm like, who is who who must not be named? Who is this guy else? Yeah. And as you go on in the books, I think um, another really scary character is Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, I think she's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, oh, and spoiler for uh, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. She kills Sirius. I know, and what? I love Sirius. Oh, Miss Serrano hasn't read all the books. I forgot. Miss <laughs> Serrano, you're That's okay. so behind. I know. It's my fault. I need to read them. All right, Liam, I've got a very important question. Miss mm-hmm. Serrano has read through the Goblet of Fire. So mm-hmm. she's read the first four books. Yes. And then she started the fifth book, yeah. Order of the Phoenix, and she stopped it because she didn't like it. And she hasn't finished the Harry Potter books. You need to read that because that's one of the like best ones. It's called like the best one. Yeah. Is it better towards the end? Because at the beginning, it was not great. It, it's at uh, at it, towards the end, it gets more exciting. All right, so I just have to push through. Miss Serrano, what did you particularly not like about the Order of the Phoenix? I did not like how Harry was mad at his friends because they got like a special job and he didn't. And he just seemed to be really mean to his friends in the beginning. So I didn't like that part. Also, I like it when they're at school. Yeah. And so they weren't at school for a really long time in the beginning. Yeah. So maybe once they get into school, it'll pick up. Yeah. Do you have any advice for Miss Serrano to get her through the fifth book to the exciting parts? Just stay calm and just keep reading. That is a good... That is really good advice. Thank you so much, Liam. Um, Liam, who's your favorite of Harry, Hermione, and Ron? Who do you like the best, and why? Probably Ron, because he's just so funny. I, knowing you, I really like that answer. I think that's a really cool thing. I think my favorite is Hermione. Mine too. But that's probably not surprising, since you know me. I think she said one day, one, in one of the books she said that all problems could be solved with a library. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. I like Hermione, that you're my favorite now. <laughs> I like that. Liam, do you think you are a Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin? Gryffindor? How come? Because I'm a... Because I'm brave. Yeah. I'm a rule breaker like Harry sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. I like that. And... Hmm, because I could pull the, the sword out of the hat. Because of the sorting hat? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, if you had to guess, what would you think I am? Hmm. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff? How because uh, Hufflepuffs are smart. Anyway, right? Hufflepuffs? Hufflepuffs are smart. Hufflepuffs are the smart ones. and Yeah. Ravenclaws. I think you're thinking about Ravenclaws. Hufflepuffs are like Ravenclaw. the nice... The nicest ones, the really caring ones. Ravenclaws are like the... the Ravenclaws. I think yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaws. Dude, you're exactly right. What would you think Miss Serrano is? Ravenclaw, too, because she loves to read books. She does. I do. Although I do think I am a Hufflepuff. You think you're a Hufflepuff? How come? Uh, no drama. <laughs> Just nice and Just nice easy and to get along with. And also, I really love Cedric. And isn't he a Hufflepuff? He is a Hufflepuff, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I remember him in the movie in the yellow. That's yeah. how I remember. I also look good in yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, have you watched the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, I read the book and then I read the movie with my dad. So you've only seen up to the fourth movie, right? 
Yeah. So how do you think the movie... Wait, I've seen The Order of the Phoenix. Oh, because you've read, read The, the Order, Order of the Phoenix. How do you think the movie for The Goblet of Fire holds up to the book? Do you think the movie's as good, or would you recommend people read the book first? Read the book first, because it has more details, and then watch the movie, because then you'll notice what, uh, what, uh, what's, how, uh, what details they left out, because... In, like, The Order of the Phoenix, I think they leave out some pretty big details or something. One of the books, they leave out some pretty big details. I think Mm -hmm. you're right, yeah. I mean, movies. That's what I like to do. I like to read the book first and then watch the movie, and I usually like the book better, but I do really like the Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. Do you always try to read books before you watch the movie? Yeah. Yeah? I, I, I read the books, but my dad sits on on reading the books first. Ah. Yes. I think that's a good habit to get into. I agree with your dad. Miss <laughs> um, Rana, do you have any more questions for our very special guest today? Hmm. What book are you going to read next? Ooh, I like that question. I'm reading Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, so I'm going to read uh, The Deathly Hallows after that, and I have every single Harry Potter book okay. in my household. Ah. And Liam, do you recommend Harry Potter to other third graders who are listening. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. What makes them so good to you? Like, what makes them a book that everybody should read? Because they're thrilling, exciting, like a lot of climaxes. The the climax is really, really, really exciting. Probably like the most exciting climax. It's probably the best wizarding wizard book. I think I agree. All right, Liam. Well, we really appreciate you being here and being our first guest. Yes. Um, this is the sound of a high five. Bam. Woo! Yes. And you did an awesome job. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Well, this has been the Bookshelf Challenge. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, thank you to Charlie Patton, our wonderful IT guy, who um, gave us our music for the podcast. Um, thank you to Marcy Jackson, who did our logo. Thank you to St. Francis School, who pays us and lets us do <laughs> a podcast. Always thank you to St. Francis School. <laughs> and Lindsay, where can people find us online if they want to follow along with what we're doing? Well, please email us if you have a book suggestion or you have a book question at bookshelfchallenge at gmail.com. You can also find us at at bookshelfchallenge on Instagram and at bookshelfpod on Twitter. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, I will see you next week, hopefully with a new guest to talk about a new book. Wonderful. See you guys next week. Bye.